0: It's my first time going live on this app. It is great.
1: Thank you. And we do have some um, guests in the audience. So if, in fact, they are brave enough to ask you or I a question, we are going to let them chime in. And if they desire to just listen, we're going to respect that also. Okay, great. Great. All right. We are going to get started. Thank you for joining us as we elevate the Black Entrepreneur Experience by interviewing CEOs, thought leaders, innovative thinkers, and Black entrepreneurs across the globe. I'm your host, Dr. Frances Richards. Known as an entrepreneur, writer, motivational speaker, and health management professional, her true passion is bringing inspiration to our audience by telling stories stories about successful Africans in diasporas as the founder of Beyond African Magazine and host of BAM Podcast. Welcome, Fanku Aladele.
0: Hi, thank you, Dr. Francis. I appreciate that.
1: I've given sure. our audience such a brief bio. Why don't you fill in the gaps and share with our audience what you'd like them to know about you,
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Again, it's an honor to be here. I appreciate you for featuring me and um, having me as a guest on this platform. My name is Funke Dele. And um, so, yeah, like she mentioned, I am the founder of Beyond Africa Magazine and the host of Bound Podcast. And um, I myself, I, I, I am originally from Nigeria and um moved to the US when I was about 15 and um I actually moved with my parents my entire family and so we had to like navigate a whole new system um try to find a place for ourselves in terms of positioning ourselves in a new country um uh, my parents you know having to start over here and so, you know, just trying to figure out how to blend more. And so that kind of inspired me eventually at, at some point um, getting into college and trying to figure out what I needed to do and um, and what would be my focus. And this is just the backstory of how BAM started and what motivated me to start that. So that kind of like helped me to identify that this is something that's going to be helpful. Just being able to learn from other people is a good way of helping someone figure out what they could do, or even look at the reality of achieving success by listening to other people's story, what they've been through, the good, the bad, and the ugly, to be able to get motivated, inspired, and even have an eye-opener about what to look for, what to focus on, In the pursuit of success or trying to find their place. So, just present, uh, providing a platform for people, for immigrants, um, African immigrants specifically, to be able to learn from others. And even the other part is to also uh, be able to tell these people's story. There are many Africans that are successful, but because, you know, we're in the minority, it's kind of, Like they get buried in their communities where they live or sometimes they might not even be known like that. But these people's stories can inspire other people and helps us to also promote ourselves, promote businesses, promote and celebrate success altogether.
1: When you talk about immigrating and migrating to another country, Uh what do you find was the most difficult thing for you? I think um, just
0: blending into a new culture, um, completely different and um, learning the different dynamics of a different country and just still positioning yourself to be able to blend, yeah.
1: And you tell um, stories about successful um, African immigrants. Share with us a story that has really inspired you. I know that you probably have many, but mm. one that really stands out and tell us. Whoa, well, I have to think about that. Which one
0: stands out the most? Because each of those stories have really um, sparked something in me. The one that's stood out. Oof. So what I can, the one I can think about right now that comes to my mind first, that's what I'll go with. Um, I interviewed actually a childhood friend of mine, um, and we kind of have I wouldn't I wouldn't say similar stories, but we grew up together, and she was able to share her story of coming into a new country um, after she had graduated high school back in nigeria she's the first in her family i'm also the first in my family and um talked about the challenge because when they moved they moved with their mom her dad is a is a physician in nigeria um so they were doing well back home but they had to move here their dad was still in nigeria and so they had to like start over here mom kind of sacrificed her own career and came with three children they went directly to New York. So she was telling her story of how tough it was. And some days you have to like walk, like to go find, you know, get on the subway. And sometimes you have to wait for the train, wait hours. And before getting back home and while she was trying to get back into college. So she kind of told her story of, Starting off, and she talked even about how she struggled with education earlier before, uh, while she was in high school, she wasn't doing too well. But coming into the U.S., <clears throat> eventually, that one year when she moved here and just going through a lot and having to work and still try to find what she was going to do in college, she just said she, when she started college, she did well, she signed up for nursing. Her classes went well, it wasn't nursing at first, but she did a prerequisite, and she said she was doing really well because she had like a gap year between college and between high school and college. So that got her to really think about what she wanted to do with her life because some of her friends were already in college and she was already feeling like, oh my God, and all of that. And she was behind. And she ended up graduating with a summer cum laude. And right now she has a PhD. She was able to start her own clinic and, you know, just doing really well. And she was able to share like, hey, you know, um, she feels like she's living the American dream because she was able to kind of worked through some hardship and eventually was able to yield the success and and she's just grateful.
1: We want to again welcome our um, not only our guests, but our audience. And if anyone has a question that they would like to ask, feel free to let us know so we can um, let you chime in. Talk about starting BAM and what was that aha moment that you knew your business was going to be
0: successful? Oh, the moment I knew my business was going to be successful. I, I think the being successful part is continuous. I would answer that first is continuous because we're still on a journey. We're building. Um, and I would say we're still building at this time and in and trying to get there. But I think just the idea what got me started, what motivated me to start is the major moment for me because I kind of put myself in a position of other people who are different spheres or spaces in life. There are people who are already successful. There are people who are just moving into the U.S. There are people who have been in the U.S. and they really still can figure out what they need to do. And they might feel kind of powerless or feel like, well, you know, it's overwhelming trying to figure out this community. Like you were asking earlier, what's the hardest part? The hardest part is kind of navigating through to identify what where you belong, where you need to get started, what you need to do and what's available to you. So it's just that transitioning and just, and so I feel like that empowering of people is the major thing that kind of became the aha moment and is still the driving force behind it.
1: I want you to speak from a position of as an immigrant, And I want you to really go a little bit deep in some of us, and I'll speak for myself, very empathetic for individuals that immigrate or migrate to another country. But what is something that we should know that we don't know or understand about a person immigrating to America? Hmm,
0: that's a good one. It's a good, great question. I think what needs to be understood, and, and I think this is still part of the th- issues of the day now, um, the diversity and inclusion that we are now addressing um, as a country, as a nation right now, that's the major thing. When there are new people in the community, when there are new people in the, around us, let's acknowledge them. Um, I think because we have to realize that these people are coming into a new space. And so they don't know whether they're going to be accepted. They don't know what resources are available for them. They don't know if they're welcome. So there's a lot that goes into that. It's just like you walking into a class the first day um, or becoming a new student anywhere you're new. You want to be able to blend. You want to be accepted. You want to feel like you're part of a people, you want to feel like, okay, people care. So I think that's what needs to be understood that, hey, we're all humans. let's embrace each other. Let's make each other feel comfortable around wherever we find ourselves. And and I think these are some of the issues that we're having out right now and trying to address as a nation.
1: Fill in the blank. Thank you, pandemic, because Because
0: so you, do you want me to start the statement <laughs> or just start from because I would say thank you, pandemic because, oh, you said to finish the statement, sorry about that. Uh, because you are showing us a mirror of what humanity should be and helping us to you're revealing the truth about our state of mind and the people we are and the need to embrace more humanity.
1: What is the biggest obstacle you have overcome? Biggest obstacle. For me,
0: I would say... Oh, <laughs> questions require some thinking. Biggest obstacle? I would say navigating and identify what I want to do. Um. Well, I should be more practical here. So thinking about. Um, my master's degree. So when I graduated from college, I graduated in the time where um, it was around the recession, around 2009. It was kind of hard to find a job at that time. Uh, It took me about six months to get my first job outside of college. And at that time, I started thinking about what I wanted to study. I started thinking about, well, maybe I need to start considering my master's and all of that um and it was kind of tough it was tough trying to navigate what i needed to do where do i belong um how am i gonna find a job you go to school and you can't find a job it was really tough Um, but eventually being able to get a job after six months and still um that job then prevented an opportunity for me to um they they were able to fund uh part of my master's degree program i eventually found um Uh, a master's degree program that was um, that I liked and I've been able to kind of thrive in that I would say that was the tough time that I believe I was able to overcome
1: advice you wish you had. Hmm.
0: I wish I had followed. Um, well, I, I guess I can say I'm a good uh, listener because I really, I like to fall. I like to seek advice um, when I when I'm making decisions, and I try to make the best out of you know just other people's advice. So I I typically do consider options before jumping in things. What advice that I wish I had followed, I would say, so would that be in the area of business or profession or in general life?
1: You get to decide if you want <laughs> to answer it regarding business or you want to answer it regarding personal. or oh.
0: I would say for me, um just taking time a little bit more. Um I I honestly can't think, think about one right now that I wish I had followed because then that would be more of well I I'm regretting that. I I I'm very careful to consider advice besides maybe some challenges that kids face. And I can't think about any right now.
1: I want you to have a conversation with our audience and they're listening and they're saying, okay, she's talking about Africans in the diasporas and stories. And -hmm. then you have African-Americans, you have black. Why do we need to categorize or separate Africans in in diaspora?
0: So that's more, again, born out of the experience that I've had and looking at the need. I don't think it's necessarily, it's not necessarily it's separation. I think it's just more of looking at the community of people that I have been in um, and the experiences that I have had um, helped me to realize that, hey, for me as a as an African, I can also identify people who are Africans who moved here and there are peculiar challenges to them. Um, and I think that was what that was born out of, not intentionally to say, oh, we want to, it's just like niching, right? When you're starting a business, you have to determine wh- who your niche is. Who your niche is, who's your audience, who's your niche, what is your niche, what are you really focusing on, and that's and and uh why? So all of that is born out of the experiences of Africans that move to different parts of the world, outside Africans, featuring stories of Africans who are doing well out of Africans out of Africa, um, and some of them are even doing it still Africa, so beyond the border of Africans who find uh, of Africa who found themselves in a new place and still able to navigate through and achieve the success that they could. And they're doing well, because those people's stories is like, okay, they're just out of their country. And it's just like, okay, they just blend where they are. They're still in the minority. And again, uh, they might not always be recognized or even some of their products or some of the things they're doing would also address or, inspire people that are like them. So picturing myself as a college student, that's an African, um, as a, as an African, then I could relate with one of my friends, sister, who is um, Nigerian, like me too, and was able to go to medical school and get her, um, you know, get her, medical degree and become a doctor and start our own business. So when you see somebody like you that's doing what you've done, it also encourages you and empowers you.
1: There, um, I read about the new USA African chamber Ooh. of commerce.
0: Ooh.
1: And so the um, Africans, in the United States have started their own chamber of commerce. And I've heard that more Africans that migrate to the United States are more successful than African-Americans. And I'm asking you this question. Do you agree or disagree and why?
0: So to that... Because I haven't done uh, my own research to really establish that, I wouldn't say I agree or disagree, but if there's data that backs that up, maybe that's what they've seen. Um, but I can't really say maybe I disagree or, di- or not disagree if I haven't done that research like that.
1: Thank you for that. What problem exists in the world today that you would like?
0: Wow, that I would like to serve. Solve if I if I had a superpower, I think just helping people find themselves and their purpose. Um, people really, truly living the life they're called to live that brings them fulfillment. Um, I think. That would be it, to help people find
1: their purpose and live that purpose. What is your purpose and are you living your purpose?
0: Great one. (laughs) I believe my purpose is to to support people, help people um, to be the best version of themselves live their best lives. So by it could be by inspiring them, encouraging them, mentoring, just being there for people and, and making sure they're living the lives that they, the, just achieving the best version of themselves. I believe so. And I believe I'm taking steps towards it because living your purpose is a daily thing. It's what you wake up It's what drives you and motivates you every day. So I am working towards it. Um, it's, it's it's, It's a daily work, I would say.
1: I want you to have a monologue. And I want you to name this person, Living or Not. And this person has inspired you so much. Name the person and what are you saying to this person?
0: Inspired me so much. Um, <clears throat> that would be my dad. Um, so having the monologue with them, I would say that I am um, so proud of you for actually being the first uh, university graduate in your school, in your family and in in his nuclear family, um and really determining what life you want for yourself, and giving everything that you could, sacrificing everything you could for your family, uh, making sure that all your girls are educated, have everything they need, and even your community your people around you, just wanting the best in people around you and uh, willing to go above and beyond to invest in other people. Uh, I want to appreciate you for just being you and being selfless and really helping me to determine that there's, determining the essence of life and identifying um, that it's good to serve others and also to also continue to work on yourself while you're serving others.
1: What can we do right now to support BAM?
0: Right now, um, best thing to do is to promote it, get the word out, um, and even, you know, sponsorships and Um, being able to promote it and, and, and support. Yeah.
1: What do you need now that you don't have to move the needle forward with your business?
0: What I need now would be, um, I mean, money always drives things forward, right? Um money always drives things forward, but also um more importantly, getting more of my audience more of my audience to getting the stories in front of more of my audience and um also having people be part of it um have the opportunity to you know sponsor or even promote um their products through it and um, maybe affiliate marketing and um, collaboration. I right now, part of what I'm working on this year is more collaborations, more um, visibility. those will be it.
1: Let's talk about legacy. When it's all said and done, how do you want to be remembered?
0: I love that question. I heard it from your last um, interview. And the way I like to be remembered is that I have made impact in many people's lives that the things I've done, whether in person or by writing or in speech or in whatever, that has made I've been able to leave a positive impact in people's lives and left them better than they ever were.
1: Again, we want to thank all of our listeners for joining. And if anyone has a question, feel free to let us know. Talk about mental health and managing your business.
0: Oh, that's a deep one. Oh, wow. I hope this is a general question you ask people. I feel like now it's picking on me. Um, Absolutely. And I'm safe. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but really I I say that because I guess lately I've had to ask myself that question and I've had to work on it um, so that I'm not overwhelming myself. And I think even generally for entrepreneurs, that's one thing we have to watch out for um, because we have so much passion for what we're doing. We have the vision. We know what we want. So you become so particular about it and you are focusing on it, you're building, you're doing everything, and it can be overwhelming. And that's the that's the major challenge there. When you have a lot, and even for me as a full time worker, I still have my um nine to five job and still have to uh, focus on bam full time, it can be a little overwhelming. Um, where and I also I am a mom <clears throat> sorry. I'm a mom of young children. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. So um, juggling all of that with family responsibility, marriage and all of that. So it is a lot. And so I've had to take a step back at some point in time to realize, hey, you have to make sure you're prioritizing yourself. You're prioritizing bam, prioritizing business, prioritizing work, prioritizing everything, but not prioritizing yourself. And so now I'm a big advocate of, be the number one on the list. <laughs> really make yourself number one while you're making your um your to-do list so that you then have enough sanity and clarity to be able to do what you need to do and define when you need help. So, this has helped me to because I got to that point of being overwhelmed. I got to the point where that overwhelming feeling really kind of put pulled me down, uh, put me down to a point where I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, I need to take a, take a step back. And I don't want to be there anymore. I don't want to get to that point anymore. So I'm learning how to delegate. Okay, let's see where we can get more help. And let's see how I can strategize to kind of take some pressure off myself so I can easily work better and more effectively. And that's, that's helped me.
1: Thank you for your transparency, saying that you are juggling many hats as a mom, as a wife, a full-time job, and you're managing a business. And so it's not easy. So talk about what does self-care look like for you? Taking
0: a deep breath. (laughs) I love taking deep breaths and um, doing yoga has really helped Um, and you know I'm trying to get more in an exercise routine that's a struggle but my deep breaths I love to take them and just sometimes take a shower and and chill sometimes you just take a bath too or I just soak myself in um, the bathtub use some Epsom salt Um, I need to do that more too so I just try to look for some relaxing atmosphere and I love to listen to and even getting more sleep that's that's a lot. Sometimes um it goes a long way getting more sleep, going to bed early and listening to calm music. Those help me.
1: What is your weakness as an entrepreneur? I think I think
0: I kind of mentioned it a few seconds ago. I I think it's just that part of taking on too many things. Um that's been the major part and now I'm learning to delegate more and just kind of outsource as needed.
1: Talk about raising capital to start Bam, How did you raise the capital?
0: Mm. That's a good question um actually i with the vision of bam if if I had started with the big vision that I had, I probably wouldn't have been able to raise any capital. And and so I started small. I started small um, as a student. I think I, I, no, I had graduated from school already. I was already working and probably my master's program, I think. Um, And so there really wasn't money that I could, too much money I could put into it. Um, So all of that came out of my pocket. Um, So I looked at where could be my small start, which was, okay, start an online blog, which is more like a magazine, but it's more in a blog style. It's very low cost. I had to kind of pay for a website to be designed. Um, So all of it, I would say just to answer directly, all of the money came out of my pocket at that time. So I had to start from a small scale the bigger vision would have been very capital intensive and almost impossible. Um, And so I didn't even think about, oh, I could go raise money from other people or from other sources. So it came from me.
1: Talk to a younger you. What advice would you give to a younger you?
0: The advice I would give a younger me is to take more risks, um, watch out in the world and, you know, be very alert and take advantage of opportunities around you. Um, Really look into the world and open your mind to all the possibilities around you and go for it and believe in yourself. Um, know that you can do anything you put your mind to.
1: Speaking of taking advantage of opportunities around you, what is an opportunity that was around you that you um, took advantage
0: of? Opportunity around me that I took advantage of would be... I guess I can think about um when I was in college just having <clears throat> okay I'll give two two I'll cite two examples um when I was in college, just having a community um being able to join groups uh so it could be like clubs that you get to connect with people and study together um that's kind of helped to gain more knowledge and even learn from other people so that gave me a sense of community also um and again at work being able to network with other people has been able as expanded my network as expanded my um ability to be able to connect with people to get a get a job um you know or know when there are new opportunities around me uh which i believe might my, um, last job also kind of from there, I was able to connect with other people that just career networking, professional networking helped me to kind of, it it extended the ability to be open to other opportunities. So when there are opportunities posted, um, even joining social network, like LinkedIn. So that helped me to know that, Hey, a friend of a friend has new job opportunities. And that's how I found out about my last job too, uh, from a a person that, um, a company that I had connected with to through my former employer, Um, they posted a new job. I was able to see that and was able to um, take advantage of that or even have connections that way.
1: There are so many brands and businesses that are dominating Talk about a brand or a business that's dominating that you admire and why. Hmm.
0: Uh, uh, a brand or business. That would be a specific business. I would say Tesla right now. Um, I love um, just getting to read more about um, Elon Musk and how like his self-taught knowledge and his drive and determination to find out more to push the limits and just do more like it's so fascinating to me it's, it's beyond the product that that is able to to um eventually come up with but just his person the way his mind works and that this are part of the things that motivates me to tell um stories or to listen to people's stories because When you see a final product, there's a lot of work that's gone into that. But just being able to look at the story of the founder and the challenges he's gone through and determining that, hey, I'm going to self-educate myself. And you keep producing things and like just, I think it's just mind-blowing. Just Elon Musk and Tesla and everything that he's doing right now. I think it's, it's amazing.
1: What have you not done in life that you dream about often that you would
0: Publish my book. Um, yeah, that's one thing that I would like to make sure I do. Well, you did say one thing, so yeah, that will be it.
1: And what is your book about?
0: Um, at this time, I can't really disclose, um, and and I don't envision just publishing one book, but I do hope to publish books. I do hope to, um, actually, I would say, my first book that I'm currently working on, which I would say is, um, is faith based. It's relationship. Um, it's on this godly relationships and just providing guidance for um singles um just based on biblical principles and just for christian singles i would say that and um i've gotten to work with youth and Gotten to talk about this at some places and saw the need that you know people were open to that idea and I just thought yeah this would bless a lot of people's lives so yeah um, that's one of the things but all the things that you know I'm I'm faith based I'm I'm a Christian so there will be things that I could write on that are faith based and there could be more motivational stuff with this which is part of my passion of just being able to write things that. Motivate people that helps them to identify, or even guides them to do things that they want to do, to do things better, and to be able to achieve um, better results.
1: And you know that was really great that you had given the shout out to um, Elon Musk, and we can learn from so many people. And that's really what the podcast is about—is really to mitigate. Um, the wealth gap in urban communities. And so when we talk about studying or understanding successful men, Elon mm-hmm. Musk was one, they, they did an article, you may have saw about the 10 richest men in the world who actually doubled their wealth during the pandemic. And so Elon Musk was one of the ones who doubled their income So that is really a great takeaway that we can study those that have been super successful and what traits can we emulate that they have done. So thank you for sharing that.
0: Yes, yes, you're welcome.
1: What was your best discovery? Best discovery.
0: The power of the mind. I would say the power of the mind. If I have to think about it. Just knowing that what you believe, what you think, what you put in your mind is the output you're going to get. And knowing that there's a lot of ways that your mind can control you. If you don't stay in control of it, just knowing the power of our mind and being able to, to make good use of it,
1: I would say. That's a huge value bomb. If you conducted this interview, what is the one question you would have asked yourself? I want you to ask the question and answer it.
0: Well, the question I would ask myself and that I love to ask is, how do you define success? Um, How do you define success? And for me, it it is what, what gives you a sense of purpose. You pursuing it. And living it and achieving it. And that would be my answer.
1: Is there an event or something that you would like to share that you, if you have the opportunity to do a redo, what would you redo?
0: My wedding, my husband is is listening to this right now. As soon as we finished our wedding that day, I was like, I want to get married again. (laughs) I would relieve that moment over and over and over again.
1: Oh, that is so beautiful. Oh, thank you for sharing that. That is Mm -hmm. awesome. That precious moment, that is beautiful. We've come to the part of our interview And it's called Rapid Round of Fun. And I'm going to ask you a series of questions. And I'd like you to give me very quick answers. If there's something you desire not to answer, feel free to say pass. Okay. Are you ready for the Rapid Round of Fun? Yes. Your favorite color? Orange. Your favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. Your ideal
0: car. Um, oh, shoot. My ideal car would be an Infinity X90. Your first job. Uh, mental health outpatient. Oh, my, my, my first job. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That was my first job out of college. My first job was at a um, home health care. You really-
1: You relax doing what? Yoga. Your favorite singer or rapper?
0: My husband.
1: (laughs) Is he a singer or rapper? Yes, yes. Oh, give a shout out to him.
0: Hi, Shea He's right here on the line. He's a gospel singer, a gospel artist.
1: Thank you for that. Your favorite dance song. We'll have to get him on the show.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Yes, please. <laughs> Your favorite dance song.
0: My favorite dance song. Oh, favorite. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I can't say I have a favorite right now.
1: What food you eat every week, no matter what?
0: <laughs> every week, no matter what. Rice
1: your favorite month november my birth month workout or hit the couch <laughs> the real me hit the couch funka ala thank you funka so much for daily. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on black entrepreneur experience podcast before we let you go share with our audience the best way for them to connect with you and do business with you and feel free to leave all your social media handles.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Francis. This was great. I had a great time with you. I appreciate you. Uh, Again, my my name is Funkella Dele. I can be found on, um, well, you can follow beyond Africa magazine on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, it's, we're on Instagram as at beyond Africa magazine and on Facebook at beyond, at beyond Africa magazine, Twitter, it's at beyond Africa mag. And, um, the website is beyond Africa You can also, um, f- you know, subscribe to the podcast Bam podcast by, um, BAM podcast with funkella Dele on any, um, platform where you listen to your podcast apple spotify google podcast and CastBus. anywhere you would like to listen or you can just do dot you would find us there um, my email address would be info at beyond com. thank you so much for having me thank you that's a wrap oh thanks ma'am you have a great evening
1: Appreciate you. Bye-bye. Bye.